And now, the show that bridges the gap between faith and business. Welcome to Bottom Line Faith. On today's show, Tyler Nash, owner of Innova Coffee. That was a tool that God used hundreds of times to chip away at pride, for sure, at shame, till the outside began to match uh, the inside. And, and that's not perfect today by any means, but God has taken me on a path of being congruous. Well, hello, everyone. This is Ray Hilbert. I am your host here at Bottom Line Faith. We'd like to welcome you back to another edition of the program, and kind of the analogy that we uh, like to use here at Bottom Line Faith is this is where we're going to lift the hood, and we're going to tinker around in the engine of Christian leadership, of Christ followers who are in business and in the marketplace, and we have the incredible pleasure and privilege of traveling all over the country and interviewing business owners and doctors and attorneys and accountants and celebrities and folks who are really intentionally living out their faith every day in the marketplace. If this is your first time listening to Bottom Line Faith, welcome. We are so glad you've chosen to join us today. If you want to uh, check out the other interviews that we have on the program, go to bottomlinefaith.org. That's bottomlinefaith.org. You can scroll down to the bottom of the page there, and you can become a subscriber to this weekly program whether it's on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, a number of different platforms there, you can become a regular subscriber to the program. If you're a regular listener, thanks for coming back again for this week's program. If you are a follower of Christ and you're a business owner, if you're a president, you're a CEO, and you are interested in learning more about what it could be like to be in a community of like-minded peers who want to build and run their businesses to God's glory— check out truthatwork.org. That's truthatwork.org. Truth at Work is the host ministry for the Bottom Line Faith program. Click there on the tab that says Roundtables, and you can learn all about our Roundtable program for Christ-following business owners and leaders. We have chapters and Roundtables in dozens of cities across the country. Well, folks, we're ready to get started. And my guest, my friend, who I'm getting to know, and we're going to get to know better together on the program today is Tyler Nash, and Tyler is uh, the owner of Innova Coffee, and we are in Birmingham, Alabama. I've said on a couple previous interviews that I'm starting to feel like Birmingham is my home away from home, and uh, we are not only in the Bible Belt, but we are in the shiny buckle of the Bible Belt here in Birmingham, and it's awesome. God has placed so many Christ-following business leaders in this community. Tyler, welcome to Bottom Line Faith. Right, thank you. It it is a pleasure, and uh, just want to be real with you and the listeners, and share my heart. Yeah, that's awesome, Tyler. Uh, we're going to learn about your your company and this unique concept that God has given you and that you're building um, in business. But take just a couple of moments, share with our audience a little bit of your background, a little bit of from your childhood. You know how you came to Christ. Just help us get to know a little bit of the foundation of who you are. Sure. Uh, Ray, born and raised here uh, in Birmingham, uh, family of four, uh, my mom and dad, and then I have a, a brother five years older than me. Um, <clears throat> and and my mom and dad uh, were married for over 50 years, uh, so there was a, a home that was intact uh, for sure, and, and a lot of commitment primarily on my mother's part to, to keep it that way through some difficult times. Um 
you know, you mentioned that we're in uh, the heart of the Bible Belt, and so that's a wonderful thing and can be a very challenging thing where there's every appearance that we're in the Bible Belt, but as you said, when you look under the hood, uh, maybe in a home or in your heart for sure, there's some things that really don't don't add up. And, you know, that's true with all of us, and so I, I want this time or my life to be about being honest and real. So we, we did have some real struggles in our home, um, anger issues, uh, uh, areas where it was hard to measure up uh, that I think went went through went with me uh, in life um uh but um my dad was very successful uh in his business and and so in terms of you know physical trappings home and 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 everything around that uh uh we had it very very nice um uh, my dad has has since passed away he was uh, if I didn't mention, he was 50 when I was born. Uh, my mom is still living. She's 92 and uh, delightful. Uh, uh, and, you know, it, it would really be the backbone of our home uh, growing up. So thanks for sharing that. So you uh, ended up uh, being from Birmingham, but you went off to school out of state. Why don't you talk a little bit about that, what you thought life might have in store, and then kind of tell us a little bit about the career pathway. Sure, yeah. Uh, so I went to school in a uh, small liberal arts uh, Christian school in Mississippi, Belhaven College. Um, great uh, setting um, uh, in terms of, of professors and, and people that really cared. They had a Christian counseling um, uh, degree, and that's what I was pursuing. Uh, I do, I, I thought then, and I, th- I still believe that there were some gift mixes that, that go well with counseling or just listening and, and, and being empathetic and, and getting into someone's story. So went there to pursue that. Uh, never, uh, except for maybe a short time, really really got into that as a, uh, as a career path. Um, but that's what took me to Belhaven. And uh, finished there and went uh, for the next 14 years with a concrete company, uh, Sherman Industries, headquartered here in Birmingham. There was a mentor there, just a delightful man, Danny Rogers, uh, that wanted to use some of my gifting to influence uh, the blue-collar uh, segment of that of that uh, company, and so there were some things that 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 took place, um, kind of along those lines from a counseling standpoint. But uh, the next fourteen years were spent in that in that industry, primarily in sales. Uh, that was where I was most comfortable, relational sales. What what really took me from that company is um, my dad had. Uh, dissolved a trust in my name and, and my brother's name as well, separate trusts. Uh, and so that was in around uh, 2000. And in my mind, like overnight, I became an investor uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, went about uh, trying to do that. I would say by year three to five, I knew that things weren't going well. 
uh, and really the accounts were just dwindling year by year. But I, part of this appearance that 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 we've we've talked about, I could not bring myself to to, to admit it to myself and particularly to others. Uh, and so Ray, I just continued to the very end until the bank helped me admit, you know what, you've you failed at this. <laughs> and so um, my wife, Anna, and I had built a home a few years prior. We sold that, uh, moved into a rental house. I did uh, some yard work uh, for um, family and uh, acquaintances, um, and then also began working in a coffee shop uh, just as an hourly hourly worker. So let me let me get this straight. Just to, to follow. so you're somewhere what forty seven, forty eight years old. Yeah, this, this was actually I was fifty. Fifty years yeah. old. Okay, thank you. And your financial world collapsed. You, your home that you had built, you, you sold a home. You're now in a rental home, and um, you're working in a coffee shop as an mm-hmm. hourly employee. Mm-hmm. Pick up the story from there. I guess the contrast. You know, if you took a snapshot of 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 a moment in the coffee shop versus maybe a year or two prior, okay. the snapshot, the contrast of those two, primarily again, in terms of what I wanted to look like to other people, it was just a a, a night and day. Uh, even you know, until the end, I wanted to to look successful, look confident. Um, and, and that was more, I mentioned to you before we got on the air, but that was more of survival than just outright deceit. I, I just, there was such fear and insecurity and pain, I, I could not kind of reveal my heart to people. So then fast forward and I'm I'm behind the counter as a 50-year-old barista, uh, and those two don't even mix, 50 years old and barista. <laughs> it was just a very humbling scenario, but, but exactly, by God's grace, what I needed to begin chipping away at this facade that I had really, really carefully uh, put together. So what would you have to say? to somebody who's listening right now who has yet to really come to grips about that matching of mm-hmm. that external appearance with the internal authenticity and their life is all about appearances even their faith that they're mm-hmm. they're they're they they may be trying to look like that poster child for Christianity mm-hmm. they're serving in their church they're in leadership whatever but they know in their heart of hearts, there's an incon- those were your words, an incongruence there. What would you say to that person mm-hmm. who's having mm-hmm. a hard time m- matching up the external and the in- internal? Ray, that just resonates with me because it is that God is a God of hope. Um, you know, if, if, if I had been God and I had been dealing with somebody like me, <laughs> I would have said... 20, 30 years ago, you know, I am finished with you. I have given you every opportunity 
and you have thrown it in the toilet. And that is never till even this moment what, what happened. You know, what I didn't get into is when that financial meltdown happened in my life, um, you know, my, my cover was blown in a sense. And so there was really no reason to keep up appearances. And so I, right or wrong, and, and there's a lot of wrong in it, I sort of stiff-armed most everything spiritual in my life in terms of small groups and because it had all been an act to me. I, I was not going to keep up that appearance. There was, no, there was no reason to. I was exposed already, so there was no reason to. And so there was a... B before that, there had been kind of a quid pro quo, in my mind, relationship with God. I, I do my part, and you do yours, and, you know, we get along fine. Well, all of a sudden, I wasn't doing my part. <laughs> I never had done my part, ever. Of course I hadn't. But, but even outwardly, I wasn't doing my part. But he was still doing his. And the reality of that began to break my heart of his grace. Uh, and so, without a doubt, again, even to this moment, what I would say is that God is a God of hope. Uh, there has not been a last chance uh, in my life uh, where he is concerned. There's love, there's acceptance, there's forgiveness. Um, and uh, there's still tremendous struggles in my life. Uh, but he has, you know, brought me to this place of greater and greater uh, transparency. And, and it's, it's a great place to live. I appreciate your transparency and authenticity, even in this conversation, you know, and, and, and in this interview. It, is this difficult? Is this easy? Is this something that you're growing in learning how to better share and maybe help others get out of their life of appearances and into a life of authenticity? What, what's that like for you at this point in the journey? I, I would say that... Um, as you begin to taste authenticity and that and that you don't have to hide behind appearances, there's a hunger for more of that. So I would say in a lot of ways it's not difficult, but that you really want that. I mean, we all we all want to be true to ourselves. That there's freedom there. Jesus promised that. And so you know, every day in the coffee shop, you're you're behind the counter, and it is really, I'm telling you, just a pleasure to to be as transparent with people as possible. Uh, that that setting is just natural for short conversations, but sometimes they continue day after day after day, and so it can be real and authentic, um, and you know, I can receive hope from people if I'm if I'm being transparent as well as hopefully give encouragement to people. I have a um I don't know if I'd call it a statement, a principle, a philosophy. I'm not exactly sure how to categorize this, but this sentence is one that I've really grown to embrace really over the last year and that's this that when your 
walk with Christ is maturing, if it's becoming more mature, and your level of self-awareness is really high. Mm-hmm. Those two factors. Mm-hmm. We have a, a, a mature relationship that God is God. He's mm-hmm. got a plan for everything, mm-hmm. and our own level of self-awareness is really, really high. We know our strengths. We know our weaknesses. We know what we're good at. We know what we're not good at, and all those things, that when those two factors are combined, we are nearly impossible to offend or embarrass. Mm. Mm. And that has been very freeing for me, because I found myself in many conversations that could be very Mm conflict-oriented. Maybe I get... um, a strong statement to me about a criticism about Ray, you really did that badly, or boy, you're really bad. And I say, you know what? You ought to try living with me. I'm actually a lot worse than that because I'm not offended by that because I know I have these blind spots. I know I have these shortcomings. And I also know in the book of Isaiah, it says, even my very best is a stench in the nostrils of the Lord. So why should I feel like I'm going to be offended by that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and that's what I'm hearing in this conversation, and, and I'm really excited that, you know, your story can be an encouragement to others. The good thing is, that's really cool, is God's given you a new chapter here. Mm-hmm. You, you're now, you started a company, you've started mm-hmm. a business. Let's, let's talk about that. I want to learn about this. What is, and by the way, folks, we're talking with Tyler Nash. He's the owner of Innova Coffee in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. The website is Innova, that's I-N-N-O-V-A coffee.com. Tell us about this. How'd you get this idea? What's going on with this? What's God doing with this new venture now? And what does it mean? What does Innova mean? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of questions there, I know. Well, you'd have to uh, bring in the real CEO, and that's my wife, Anna. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Just a delightful lady who uh, is a a small business coach at heart. So so she sat me down one day and and said, we got to figure out a name. And so I just want to brainstorm with you about what what words come to mind when you think about this this shop that you want to, that you want to open, you know, what, what's your vision um, and so pretty quickly, the word renew came to mind, um, both in terms of my life, what had happened recently in recent years, but also without being corny, you know, what we'd love to give away a little bit at a time uh, to anybody that comes in, um, a sense of renewal, a sense of encouragement. So Innova is the Latin Latin for a form of the word renew. That's where we came up with that. Uh, back at at the the previous coffee shop um, where I worked, as God was chipping away at this as at this facade, what was happening was I was more free than ever to kind of live in my natural gifting. Just not anything I conjured up, just natural, and that is in serving people. It, it's it's not, again, it's not something I have to really work on. It's just something God wired in there. I love taking care of people. So, so there's a sense of how to create that atmosphere, how to create systems that run pretty well, um, how to keep a, a shop running where, where people feel good coming in. There, there's, there's an atmosphere there that 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 draws people in, I think. And that's that's just natural. So so 
we, Anna and I, began thinking about if we did our own shop, you know, what would it look like? And uh, based on, you know, my success as an investor, we had nothing to work with <laughs> financially. Uh, so we started um, this past January. We launched our website, our name, um, by serving coffee in our home. Oh, is that right? Uh, okay. A- absolutely. Every Saturday in January, we, 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 we literally rearranged the house into a coffee shop setting, and we'd have anywhere from 15 to 50 people on a Saturday come in. We would serve our coffee. It was single-origin craft coffee and pour-over um, brewing method, um, and just introducing that to the area, introducing our name and our story, um, and I was using equipment that our kids had bought for us. Um, I mean, really, it was probably $150 worth of equipment. That, that That's all we had. Uh, that led to um, some people that had visited those coffee gatherings saying, we'd like to do this in our home, in our neighborhood, invite our, our, uh, our neighbors in. Um, so we did that for the next month, uh, for February. And then we began to do little pop-ups in a couple of businesses um, here in town. Um, the, the, the amazing story, what, what, what we thought we would do is at that point maybe do a Kickstarter-type campaign, raise some money, spend eight or nine months sitting idle while we did a build-out. God brought about a beautiful space uh, that was already built out. It's inside an apartment clubhouse. And that, that name really doesn't do it justice, but um, Ray, we pay nothing to be there. We moved our stuff in. It's an amazing, it's really a hotel-like setting uh, hotel lobby type setting. Um, people commented on it on it all the time, um, and God provided that for us just uh, four months into this little launch. Um, and so that that's where we are. That is one of the most fascinating stories. Uh, literally, just opening up your home, what we see in the scriptures, yeah, and bringing community and fellowship. That's the foundation of of the company. And uh, I'm on the website now, and uh, it talks a little bit about th- this this story. Yeah. Uh, what wh- wh- where do you see it uh, going from here? Do, yeah. Do you, has God given you any insight to that yet? I'm not great <laughs> on the numbers. <laughs> okay. That's how we got into this coffee business. <laughs> Should we get Anna in here? <laughs> uh, so pretty quickly, I turned to a local university and their um, their masters. In business program and said, would y'all have any MBA students who would take us on as a project and, and kind of help us with a business plan? And we had five uh, delightful young men uh, that stepped forward. I think they thought we'd be young people, mm-hmm. uh, but they said yes before they met us and uh, did a delightful plan. Anyway, one of their early questions was, you know, what's your exit strategy for Innova Coffee? And honestly, this is not a, not any kind of hype. I said, I, guys, I'd love to die right here behind the counter. I'm in my sweet spot behind the counter. Uh, 
and, and that really has some negatives to it. You know, as a business owner, you need to be doing some other things. But, but that's, that's what I really love. So I'm not sure uh, exactly. It's, it's not to build a bunch of locations. We, we don't know where this might go. I'd love to, uh, because we need help, <laughs> uh, include some, some, some uh, fresh uh, young people uh, at some point pretty soon. Uh, my wife and I are doing most of it right now. Uh, but the key is community. I mean, and this is just natural for a coffee shop. It just yeah, yeah. is a natural outflow of a coffee shop. I love it. As I'm listening to this, and I'm thinking about the verse in Zechariah that says, do not despise the day of humble beginnings. Mm, mm, mm. What humble beginnings, and it doesn't feel to me like you're holding too tightly onto this. You're like, God... Where do you want to take this? Mm-hmm. And I think that in and of itself is an encouragement, because mm. so often we have our dreams and our plans and our visions and those sorts of things, and we we kind of like get going down this pathway, and then we say, hey, God, you want to bless what I'm doing mm-hmm. here? Mm-hmm. I don't feel that at all. I really feel like you're just seeking the Lord. This, this is about community. This is about an experience, and this is about ministry for you. Did I nail it? And Ray, I would just say, that is not my plan you know, I, I would have stayed at the previous coffee shop yeah. umpteen years, but but there were closed doors behind me that pushed me. Yeah. So God has has ordained this. That that might be too strong a word, but but I feel like He's just I'm opened sure up this strong. opportunity. It might be quite quite appropriate, actually. Well, Tyler, we are at the end of our program, and I promise this is the one question I ask every guest, which is based out of Proverbs 4.23. We call this our 4.23 question, where Solomon writes, above all else, guard your heart, for from it flows the wellspring of life. So Tyler, let's just wind the clock forward. Let's push it forward. You have an opportunity, you're towards the tail end of your time, this side of eternity here on earth, and you have a chance to gather your family, to gather your friends, gather your loved ones, and you have a chance to pass along one piece of advice. You're above all else. What would you say, above all else? Ray, I think I would say, you know, my life has been such an isolated one internally, and you know, the freedom because of the gospel to look honestly at myself and so connection with God and connection with other people. Um, so pursuing that community, I struggle with that. Uh, but when I taste it, 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 it pushes me more toward that. Uh, and so a delightful way to live is in connection, is in transparency. Um, and, and that is kind of the, the light that has begun to dawn, uh, by God's grace, even in my, my, my middle age, uh, and and praise God, it was, it's not too late. That is absolutely incredible encouragement and counsel and advice from our friend Tyler Nash. And you don't know this, Tyler, but, um, uh, I have a, a series of personal core values, my number one core value is authenticity. Uh, I, I get so weary of uh, people wearing masks, at, you know, talking with Christians. How are you? Brother, I'm just perfect. You know, everything is just great. And that's just not my experience, right? <laughs> right. There is hope, though, in, in our imperfection, and, in our, and we're all broken. And uh, I just appreciate you sharing your story of brokenness 
And renewal, I love this. The Latin word for renewal is Innova, and you founded a company on it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being our guest today on Bottom Line Faith. Glad to be here. Thank you, Ray. Well, folks, thank you for listening to the program today here at Bottom Line Faith. I am your host, Ray Hilbert. Again, check out all of our other episodes of interviews at bottomlinefaith.org. Scroll down to the bottom of the page and subscribe there. Become a weekly listener. We promise if you listen to this program week after week, you will be encouraged. You will be inspired to live out your faith in the marketplace. If you're a Christ follower, wanting to check out community with other Christ followers who own and run businesses, Go to our website at truthatwork.org, click on the roundtable tab there, and you can learn how to participate in a monthly roundtable with other Christ-following business owners around the country. Again, folks, this is Ray Hilbert at Bottom Line Faith, and until next time, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bottom Line Faith is brought to you by Truth at Work. If you'd like to hear about new episodes or listen to past episodes, visit us online at bottomlinefaith.org. You can also subscribe to the show through Google Play and iTunes.